0: But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax, and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man whose nose is still red from last week, but you can't hear that on the audio, thank goodness. It's Richard Herring! Oh man, you're much better than, uh, much better than last week's audience. They were terrible. Those guys were awful. So, um, welcome to the show. Uh, this is Richard Tangs. Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, but I was um, at a meeting of all the ex-leaders of, the, of UKIP uh, the other day, and they all call it Rich Chang's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. So it's, um, yeah, uh, so, um, uh, well, well, it's been, a, what, a, what a week it's been, oh. All the stuff that's been going on, eh? Uh, let's have a look in the audience, see, see who we've got in the audience. We've got a, a, a gentleman here, in a, he's got a, a work workshop on, but he's got his sleeves rolled up because he's out to have some fun on a Monday night. What's your name, sir? Sam. Sven. Sam. Sam, okay, that's not as exciting. <laughs> uh, and uh, what do you do for a living, Sam? AIT? Uh, accountant. Accountant. Okay, quite a few accounts, it's going up, it's kind of marking it today. There's no one, no nuclear physicist. What is the best number? <laughs> In Europe? Seven? Yeah. Good choice. Uh, and uh, what about you, sir? Hello, what's your name? I'm Michael. You're Michael. <laughs> Are you a uh, metal detector? <laughs> no, it's not. It's a, that's a thing, isn't it? It's not what they're called. Uh, what do you do for a living, Michael? Uh, I don't. To do. You're a student. What do you study? science <laughs> it can't just be science it must be more than so what's your speciality you've got a beard man you're not like 13 years old studying science you're studying something specific I will go botany it's botany yeah uh, what is the best of the plants in the southern pacific region <laughs> palm trees Palm I love the way he did it. I went, palm trees. That's a the, the definitive answer. That was part of your module for your final degree. And uh, you got a 2-2 on that bit. So well done, Michael. Uh, thanks for coming along. Uh, Do you like uh, the work of Charles Darwin? It's good when he went all around uh, the Galapagos Islands. Sorry, that was good. And we worked out, didn't we, uh, about evolution and stuff. You must have loved that when that happened. Okay, I'm going to move on. So, I'm going to move on. Uh, so, uh, I'm, to move on. Uh, I'm sure I had something to talk about, but let's, let's not worry about it. Uh, uh, let's introduce this week's guests. They are probably best known. One of them is best known for her appearance on Dan Nightingale's In The House podcast. And one of them is best known for her appearance on Gary Delaney's Panel Beaters. And I don't need to tell you which way round that is. It's Kiri Pritchard McLean and Rachel Fairburn ladies and gentlemen. Come in, Kiri Rachel. Sit down. Thanks for coming along.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: How are you doing?
1: Yeah, we're all yeah, right,
2: right, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Look at that, she did not touch the floor. <laughs> it's adorable. You're like you're in a grotto. It, yeah, oh, I don't either. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> you, can sit, you can sit a bit <laughs> quite nearer the front, if you like, and then your feet I'm quite small as well. I noticed on your podcast you both like tall men. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, we do. I feel very affronted.
2: <laughs> do you know, um, <laughs> yeah. you're the perfect size, though. When they, um, when they advertise sofas, they deliberately get sort of... <laughs> Little people, so the sofas look bigger. That's true. Um, okay. In adverts, they have yeah. tight. So you two would be an absolute showing for a sofa advert. Oh, So brilliant. if it doesn't pan out, mate.
0: Oh, yeah, that's good to know.
2: DFS. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll look out for it. So well, look, you're you're both. Uh, I know you both uh, from uh, the All Killer No Filler podcast, which we'll talk about first. Some fans oh, in. Hi guys. Some fans of murder in tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, keep your eye on them. Which is it, it's. Well, it's in, it's interesting that I've, I've, I was aware of both of you before, but that this is this is the first kind of thing that I've re- really uh, heard a lot of you in, and it's it's interesting that a that can happen now that the, the podcasts are working in that way that people uh, mm-hmm. that people are coming to new comedians in this way, but also it's quite a bold uh, decision to make a podcast about serial killers.
2: I don't think it is. <laughs> uh, in fact, it was Dan Nightingale uh, who said to me he referred to our podcast as being niche and I was like, Mm. bitch, please. (laughs) Because (laughs) I think, what I think is amazing about podcasts is that people, you you know, you just make, content and then the the like the world has decided what the, they want to know about yeah. and principally it's football feminism and murder <laughs> <laughs> so, like one day we're going to coalesce and make something about all of them but like yeah we just started we had an interest in yep. i guess true crime broadly speaking yeah and and then we started years ago doing this
3: podcast which we didn't think anyone would listen to at first and yeah. then as it started to take off it's we, we're still shocked at how. Well, even though there's a lot of people interested in true crime, we are still a bit like, oh, this is amazing. Like, well, so are people. I guess, to
0: it? The, the, I mean, yeah, you're right, there are lots of true crime things, but they're quite serious in. You yes. know, in, in and they're a bit worthy and often a bit like. I and mean, a lot of those true crime things are just kind of trying to lead you on to listen to the next one. And they go, oh, will we find out the answer? And you get to the end of them and they go, oh, no, yeah, we don't no, We don't yeah. <laughs> 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 They're still in prison. Well, and, and so to, to decide to. I mean, you, you, you go straight in and refer to this. You don't, you don't want to be... You're not laughing at the idea of people being murdered and you're not yeah. laughing at the victims. But to, to decide to do... That's your first thing, I think. Or the first podcast, a, if it was your first podcast, to decide to do a comedy about serial killers is quite bold. is what? I, yeah, I, I guess we
2: didn't have careers to fuck back then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thanks to the podcast, we've actually sort of got one now, <laughs> ironically. But yeah, I guess... That, I mean, one what, what of my fears... A fingers crossed, it happens. Is that the Daily Mail would get hold of us and be sort of fake outraged?
1: Yeah, because mm.
2: like we could do with the PR. <laughs> <laughs> but I think people could like if they wanted to take stuff out of context. And yeah. I think when people like some, we were chatting about this at dinner just then, that some people were like, well, I think it's distasteful, and like we well, definitely haven't listened then because we always try and stay on the right side of things. And I I
3: kind of think. Do you think it's that sort of natural to be interested in this stuff? I think so. I think. <sighs> I don't know, having said that, we've always been interested in macabre things and dark things. And I think a lot of comics do tend to be interested in sort of the darker side of life. Definitely. And uh, I don't know, I think it's quite a... I think it's a natural thing for a human who's well-behaved and decent, us, uh, <laughs> to be interested in something that's so far removed from something you would do. So really, if you if you're not interested in it, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. What, yeah. If what you, I'm you think weird is tasteful, actually, <laughs> yeah. you're the weirdos. So. <laughs>
0: well, I think. But the great thing about podcasts, uh, you know, and I discovered this very early on with uh, the first one I did with Andrew Collins. Is you know, people don't have to listen to it, right? And so it's not like a radio show where it might be going to someone's house. You make mm, a decision yeah. to listen to it. Yep. So if you're not going to listen to something, if you're, you know, you'd have to want to be offended to listen to yeah. something about murder. If you thought that you know, the idea of talking about serial killers in a occasionally lighthearted way is is sick. Um, but I think that's that's. I, I wonder if you know. I, I think most people are, are are interested in crime and murders partly out of a, a level of you you think about the worst thing that could possibly happen, and mm-hmm. it's a way of dealing with the awful side of the world. But I also wonder whether I was wondering whether the comedy aspect of it, in a way, serial killers are sort of the comedians of the serious world. <laughs> <laughs> in that they behave really inappropriately right so is that is that part of yeah they, they
2: barely they, make a living out. They, yeah. they,
0: <laughs> they they disobey the rules of society
1: <laughs>
2: we and, 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 yeah.
0: but but also because they're behaving in such a way that is so mm. alien to most people mm-hmm. that it sort of is there's a there's a very dark humor to it because you're not meant to Kill lots of people and wear their heads as hats.
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're making that statement, not <laughs> us. Uh, yeah.
0: So you know, there's a there's a sort of there's a sort of comedy to it that's a twisted comedy. If you saw, what I mean, that's, that's gone so far. It's not funny, but it's but there's they're the you know I'm trying to say. No, no actually I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to distance
2: myself from okay. this. I, I was
3: hoping you'd take that. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's she's going to come up with something. Well,
2: now. I I, th- I sort of think I know what you're getting at. So yeah. like, wh- someone who's not a serial killer, but like got was one of the things that I got... was really interested in was Ed Gein. And the fucking mad shit he used to do with the bodies that he exhumed. Like, he made belts from nipples, and he made, like, a, a... pull cord for a lampshade with a pair of lips on the end which mm. is just a lovely flourish <laughs> um, and, and soup bowls uh, made out of like skulls and just it was just like really it was like hobbycraft but obviously very like macabre is and it, I just think there's something fucking oh, uh, there's a one
3: man Etsy <laughs> That's what he was.
2: Yeah, and he had a lampshade made out of a face, yep. and like all oh, this is is awful. But also, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> if that was his tiger, we'd all have
1: it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it's so, it's that it's that It's know, almost it's wrong, you know. It's wrong, yeah. yeah. But they, it's, and it's comedy gone wrong yeah. in a very serious <laughs> way. But do you think? I've always thought. I'm surprised, and then maybe there is one. But I'm surprised there hasn't been a comedian serial killer, or has there been one? Oh,
2: someone told me, a comedian that you know, yeah. uh, told Stuart Lee, <laughs> told me, um, you do know him, do. Uh, <laughs> that, told me that there was one in America that was caught, and because it's a great, we've talked about this before, it's a great lifestyle, because you travel yeah. from city to city, you're never there very long, no one fucking cares that you are. So, like, it's the perfect way to get away with loads of murders, and there was one in America who killed about six people.
3: And also, a lot of, I won't say a lot, some comedians do have the same... Personality aspects, yeah, that's what I think. That's As serial killers, yeah. yeah, Um, sort of self-centered, very sort of focused, not really interested what other people think about them. Tricky relationships uh, with their mothers, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, not alls. Uh, yeah. Just <laughs> other comedians. But comedians
2: would be the serial killers that write to the papers, going, "You still haven't got me yet." And <laughs> like, then be those
3: ones. Uh, but but we have def- we have discussed that though, haven't we? With who yeah. on the circuit, yeah, would be serial killer
2: we think at any point there's six yes. comedians on the circuit <laughs> like on the verge of going on a spree but yeah. they're not organised enough
0: I know mean, it might it might come up it might come up Yeah, at some mm-hmm. point, I mean
2: I hope so yeah. Epic, imagine the you. listening figures then <laughs>
0: well if one of them's you then that would be yeah.
2: that's the other thing that we talk about if Perfect one of us cover. gets off yeah. like that the other one's going to do really well selling their story <laughs> Yeah, it'll be, be her
3: as well I, I'd be on this morning like like that I mean it'd be really sad if something happened to Kiri she's <laughs> my friend and I care very much about her but if something did happen to you it'd be like oh hi Holly and Philip. Um, yeah I mean it's a really terrible thing that happened um, I've got a book coming out why are um, you talking uh, to them like you want to fuck them
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> if I was going to have, have a go on any breakfast team, it would be Holly and Phil <laughs> I don't think that's controversial, is it? Yes, <laughs> thank you. I'd I go on Holly. I'd make Phil watch. That's where I am with things. <laughs> what's the other option? Piers Morgan and Eamon Owens and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's been to that party. <laughs> uh,
0: that's, well, what's nice I think about about the the podcast. We'll we'll move on to other stuff as well. But the is. That you get a lot of the personality of the both of you. So, like, although, you know, it is about... The, each week you'll, you'll look at the life of a serial killer, but you'll fly off at tangents and talk about, you know, mm. what kind of guys you fancy and, you know, what, what you've been up to and... You know, yeah. the, we we learn a lot about you two through it. A little bit was, too much. You talk about your sister. Yep. the one I was listening to it was very strange. Fantasies about your sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
2: then I feel like there needs to be something. <laughs> yeah, I'm <I laughs> <worry> for that.
0: <laughs> um, it was when it was the one where you were speculating what she would do if she was the pilot in the plane.
3: Oh yes, yeah. Wait, keep, break when she breaks into the, the cockpit. Yeah. yeah, doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> so, there we go. You can tell who's listening to it just <laughs> from that. Yeah,
0: but you know, but again, though they, they because it's, it feels very improvised. whilst you, you've obviously researched the each uh, subject, mm-hmm. but then you'll just chat about it and and chuck stuff in, and you're improvising jokes around it, and mm-hmm. and then we we find out about you. So have you found you've you've been doing live gigs with it, yeah. and they've yep. been doing very well, and lots of people have been coming yeah, to see them. It's and been so lovely. you've yeah, it's been yeah. brilliant. We, and so people kind of know about as much about you as they do about... Uh, I do. mean, yeah.
3: they know too much about... Yeah, me. <laughs> I, they do know too much about me. I think as well, it's really strange, because sometimes I'm, people talk to you afterwards, which is lovely, and they'll tell you, talk to you about something that you've, you've said, and you're like, oh, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Did, did I actually say that, and why did I say it? Because reco- obviously we record it just... We used to record it in my spare room in Manchester, and then we record it, because I, I live in London now. I oh, know and uh, we record it whenever we can don't we yeah but because we just chatting to each other as, as friends we do sort of say things sometimes and we'll sort of go to edit it and we'll think Ooh, should we keep that in yeah, yeah
2: often as well I drift off when I'm editing it so I'm like yeah I think yeah fine <laughs> I think so like I'll, right. I'll sort of make sure the end in the beginning's all right and then I've not really listened to it yeah. in the middle and then someone will come and tell you like Oh, by the way, you should beep out your parents' phone number that you said out loud <laughs> yeah. on
3: the podcast. That was my error, that one, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, that was my, era, that one, yeah, yeah, that was. my yeah. I went, mate, can you tell my parents' home line down this? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it, it's what, yeah, because we do, it is, the other thing is, I think maybe, uh, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but what people like about it is it's like a genuine uh, female friendship like that is just this is what we would talk about whether there was a recorder on or not and yeah. like so often when you see any kind of portrayal of women like they're in competition with each other or they're you know like uh you know just talking about guys not that we don't talk about that fair old what <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know it is just like i think lots of women like it because like oh this is what i sound like when i talk with my girlfriends because yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. that's the th- mad thing is when we do live shows and meet them afterwards uh, na- nearly everyone we meet are like well i'd just be mates with you I mean, there's the odd fucking oddball. But like, <laughs> no, genuinely, generally, they're like, oh, these are people we'd be mates with. So I think it's people sort of feel like they're hanging out. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: which is a really nice thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, I think that, no, that is how podcasts, I mean, more than radio, which that, it used to be radio was that medium where people felt they were. Yeah. But I think it's it's even more intimate and, you, you know, in, in terms of you do really get to the heart of people. Because I, I think it's, you know, podcasts are generally more off-the-cuff like, like mm. what I am talking now. If this had been prepared, what I was saying now, <laughs> it would be better than this. <laughs> uh, but it's a bit, that's the point, you know. So people, you know, and you can't hide. You know, when you've done forty or fifty of these things, you can't hide. You can't. You can't really be hiding behind a persona, you know. Even if you no. were, some mm. of it's going to come out. You know. The, oh yeah, the, the,
2: definitely. The, the real you. Persona slipped. But, yeah, yeah. If there ever was one. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I don't know how you would even switch that. That's why the live shows are really fun and easy, because you just come on stage and you're more so than stand-up, that like I haven't reached that bit quite with my stand-up. I'm still
3: a version of myself with the podcast. I'm just myself. I think the one thing I've, from doing this podcast for so long, I think it has changed my stand-up slightly, and I think I'm definitely, I'd say 90% myself, absolutely myself, yeah. on stage now whereas before I used to be quite deadpan and I don't know quite awkward I think from sort of doing this for so long and doing live shows I think I've been more myself yeah. on stage really it's quite, it's quite weird actually yeah
0: but I think you know that's yeah. the, the, when I started a long long time ago uh, you know, if you wanted to do a, a, sh- a show where you were chatting with someone, you had to get a radio show, or you know, mm-hmm. or just do it on a tape and send it to your friends. Dead but yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I say that's someone who loves it. Yeah, but like oh, I mean, you couldn't put. We'd never get like I love Radio Four, but there's absolutely no way they're going to put two. Women with regional accents on talking about murder no. and cocks. There's just no way they're going to do it. But then
0: you know, you, but also you don't want. You know, it's good to be doing something that isn't trying to get like a radio show. It's good to be doing something. This is you're clearly doing something that's an end in itself. You want to do this show, and you're doing this show, yep. and, and then people get to get to know you. But I think also you get to do loads of it, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't even even it was a radio show, you might get six a year, yeah. and then six the next year, mm-hmm. and then they might go, oh, we've had enough. You know, yeah. but to be able to do forty or fifty or as many as you want, this is one hundred and seventy-two of these. Ooh. You know, it's probably probably enough it? <laughs> <laughs> No, so David says we have to do more, <laughs> uh, and you know, when you do, you find you find life in something. You know, there's there's always. Places to go with it, you know, and you're you're going to get better at what you're doing. So it's it's really it's it's a, if you haven't listened to the podcast, please do listen to this podcast. And it is it puts a, a complete lie to that idea that female standups will talk about this and this and this. I don't even want to go into those stupid. Mm-hmm. But you don't, you know, you don't. It's it's not what people who. Uh, are, Whose opinion we shouldn't even be uh, contemplating, <laughs> think Good comedy, that you brought isn't?
2: it up and made it a Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Did. yeah.
0: Um, so you, but you didn't, you were put together by, you hadn't met each other, is that true? And people just said you two should get together and do something, is yeah, that? Yeah, well,
3: we hadn't met uh, because, I mean, it's getting better, but it's quite, it was quite rare to have two women on uh, the same bill in comedy. Yeah. Um, so we didn't really cross paths. And people kept saying to us, oh, you should meet uh, Kiri, you should meet Rachel. Uh, at first I was a bit like oh yeah who's this thinking she knows more about serial killers yeah. than me yeah I was is... like that <laughs> and I knew who's that this? you were fit as well I was like she sounds like a cunt <laughs> 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 but and then we discovered that we actually lived across the road from each other yeah easier to kill in which which one is, night <laughs> <laughs> which is so northern isn't it <laughs> yeah um, and we then we, we we did actually record one episode of, of the podcast but it was frankly bizarre do you remember it do you remember? It's probably for the best. Um, oh, it was it on like my phone and it, we, never used oh, it? we never used it. Oh, uh, we never used it. It was me rambling on about a local radio DJ. It was, yeah, it was that shit. And uh, we never did it. And then we once we worked out how we were going to structure it, and we did the, the first one. Um, but when we met, we weren't. We weren't friends. No, you can tell that from the first. Yeah, first one
2: definitely and then the second one gets better that there's two people who don't really know each other yet. Yeah. Right. So like whereas now there's, I think there's no conversation that we wouldn't have at all.
1: <laughs> 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 so
2: I wish I could take back and not here again. But like yeah, but, but I think that first I one I know exactly what you're referring to. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: I like I think in the beginning you can tell that we don't really know each other. At, and and that's it's a bit sort of like so i guess it's a bit stilted whereas i think now it is just a friends having a chat yeah. yeah yeah so it was yeah we kind of but people kept going oh you should meet someone so because obviously we were bringing up serial killers in green rooms yeah <laughs> <laughs> behind gigs which is such a fucking bold move to do like 3 years into comedy um but yeah i think people kept being like you need to meet her you need to meet her which is really nice
1: yeah
0: yeah um, and so, look, who are your? I mean, it's sort of weird to talk about favourites. Top who, three, top three, <laughs> top three. <laughs> well,
2: you, you said backstage that you you liked them when
3: you were growing up.
0: I did. I used to read. Like, and weirdly, the, the I read the which you talked about the Fred West book. Uh, Happy
3: like murderers. Yeah,
0: and I read it when I was on my own. On I went on a holiday on my own in uh, to Mexico. <laughs>
3: Everything about about
0: and, this but
2: the location is fucking bleak then. Yeah,
0: and I was reading that book sure. on my own.
1: Oh.
2: And it
0: kind of just and I, it really sort of freaked me. It's a, I mean it's a, it is a brilliant it's, book, yeah. it's but it's also just it's too I just thought I don't why, what am I doing? Really?
1: Yeah.
0: As so I kind of I didn't I didn't it's not like I lost interest in it, but I just sort of didn't, I I never read any of the books again after that, but I did read quite a few of those. I think Dennis Nielsen, I was always, and Jeffrey Dahmer, I think you guys are quite interested in those two. Uh, They're kind of fascinating characters, and again, there's sort of some dark comedy in there between, Oh, definitely. I mean, he was always cracking jokes, Nielsen, wasn't he? Um,
2: what? You know, oh, da- It was Dharma that was. Uh, Dharma was the one yeah. who used to play the room for laughs. Yeah, Neilson was a, a good old trade unionist, <laughs> yeah. um, which are uh, invariably humourless. Um, although I am a big fan of a union. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but weird, funny stuff happens, and like this is the thing: is like we've always been like, you never laugh at the victims. Because that's it's, it's just rules of comedy, you don't punch down. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like that murdered sex worker's already been through enough. They don't need me trying to make a pun on their name. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's just horrible. Yeah. Um so there but there's loads of funny stuff that happens, because for a start the police are fucking inept. Yeah. So there's never ever a case where they don't drop a bollock or do something just like absolutely mad decision gets made or
3: someone gives some bonkers statement. Yeah, or just totally disregard something that's really important. Yeah. Especially, well, I guess
0: for someone to get somebody a serial killer, you've got to kill four or five people. Is it three or four or five people? You say it's,
2: three with a right. cooling off period in between. Yeah.
0: Um, so we're like, not
2: sticklers for the rules, but you know. <laughs>
0: You know, the police have to be slightly incompetent to allow it to go that far, really. You've, yeah, well, you we know, have to be very good at it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've got a theory that if there was a serial killer who murdered policemen, they wouldn't make it to being a serial <laughs> killer because I think that they would close ranks and find them. But what I find really fascinating about true crime and serial killers in particular is every single one will tell you something about the world that they occupy. So how they mm-hmm. get away with things always tells you about the world. So... Uh, like so, uh, Colin Island and Dennis Nielsen—they uh, th- killed gay guys in a time when uh, no one cared about the gay community. Yeah. So De- uh, Colin Island did it, and uh, this was at the time that, like, the Royal Vauxhall Tavern was being raided by police wearing rubber gloves and saying horrible things about AIDS. So they just kept dismissing it mm-hmm. as g- gay
3: sex games gone wrong. Yeah. So it just tells you about the world. Same that it with lives in. same with Dama that as well. Yeah, because the police actually found him. With one of his victims, it was an underage boy, and they actually didn't use the phrase. Oh, we just thought it was gay stuff. Yeah, and they just he ended up murdering him when they they took him back to to his. Yeah, they took him back when they had an opportunity to save him. So it does it shows you a lot of the issues around at the particular time that, like Peter Sutcliffe as well. Yeah, the, the sort of issues around the way sex workers were treated and how sort of women were thought of. Um, it's really sort of interesting and depressing.
2: Yeah, um, really depressing. Sort of
3: the, the issues that it sort of brings up, really.
2: Because when Peter Sutcliffe was obviously killing sex workers, yeah. and then the first time he killed someone who wasn't, everyone's like, we've got to find this monster. And it's like,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: yeah for about four girls ago. <laughs> yeah, But, like, it's just that people don't... You find out who the world doesn't give a shit about mm-hmm. and what the world prioritizes. So there's, there's even things like the Green River Killer killed absolutely loads of women over, like decades and you don't really know about him because he was discovered very close to 9-11 so like nothing was really in the news cycle so like it, there's this huge huge massive serial in america that people haven't really heard of but because it, it like there was bigger stuff going on mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i just think it's like i just think it's really really interesting it tells you a lot about history
0: yeah no that's true that is true yeah it's uh yeah terrifying um well, let's talk about you. Let's talk about... It's terrifying. This it feels Harris. like all
2: the dates I've been on where yeah. I just, like, talk non-stop and then they go, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that Uber surge has gone down, so I'm just going to order it now.
1: <laughs>
2: and I'm
3: usually sat in the middle. <laughs> Chaperoning. I'm, I'm sure I'm
0: sure we'll come back to serial killers because, I. it is... You know, it, it's it's interesting why you're fascinated by it and what you know and 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 when it's that it's interesting that it's in the end it scared me i think being interested in it, mm-hmm. but it scared me too much and so it sort of scared me off a little bit you know that's kind of but that's sort of what it, you're you're pushing yourself by being interested in it, but it's tr- you know the fact it's true as well it's yeah. it mm. gives it a sort of added you know both negative and positive aspects i suppose it is it is fascinating that, that um that, that people have this interest let's talk a little bit about both of you uh, and separately and what you've done separately before you uh, got together i mean you've both been doing stand-up you worked with uh kiri you worked with mentoring with vulnerable kids which you just did, did, did a show about is that right yeah
2: uh, what a laugh riot! Uh, yeah, so where you used to live, but we live in a very we live by Bird and Manning's Well, you don't anymore. You fucked off on you. I'll be back. Yeah, you so will. Yeah. <laughs> the booze is too dear down there. Um, so we live uh, really close to Bird and Manning's Embassy Club, like about two streets away. So I started volunteering a while ago in the area. And then, yeah, my show last year was about working with a young girl and sort of everything that we went through together and kind of taught each other. And uh, spoiler it, not not a happy ending. Well, okay. um, but yeah, it was a show I really wanted to really wanted to do and kind of tell that story. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you? She just... didn't
2: give a shit about anyone. <laughs> Have you ever volunteered?
3: Yes. Bullshit. What? I'm, here. Oh, I'm here this evening on a voluntary basis. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There
0: you go. But it was the show partly about whether the reasons people volunteer for stuff though and whether you're doing it for good reasons, well, selfish reasons? Oh, or, absolutely. Uh, like, I'm
2: not that kind of smug. I acknowledge that like, so the nicest thing about volunteering is telling people that you volunteer. <laughs> I've recently gone vegan for exactly the same reasons. <laughs> I'm actually a vegan now. But, like, yeah, it's, there's loads of... Uh, obviously, it's, it's not a wholly selfless act. There no. are, You know, you do it to make yourself feel better about all the things that aren't right in the world. But, I mean, you can do the right thing for the wrong reason. I don't give a fucking shit as long as you're out there doing it.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and also, I'm honest about it, In that a lot of time it's shit. Uh, because teenagers are boring, and they don't mention that in the training, but they are boring, awful, selfish, horrible people. Um, but do go and give your time. <laughs> and
0: you time. And you've just, what well, you've been recording with uh, Go Faster Stripe. Yes, who, who are filming us right now oh, again? Very you've been good. Filming all weekend with you. Yes, but uh, sick of me
3: by now. I mean, I'm sick of myself. Why <laughs>
0: wouldn't I? <laughs> so your your show was Her, Her Majesty.
3: Her Majesty. That was my show from Edinburgh last year. And yeah, I filmed. That was the last time I was doing it. On when did I film it? Saturday in Cardiff, and I'd not actually done it for two months. Yes, so I had that sort of ah shit. I don't know this, and a real panic. But it went great. Good Good. for me.
0: (laughs) It is well. That is an interesting phenomenon with uh, with. I, 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 you, know, you find that with touring you do Edinburgh and you might have a couple of months off and then if you especially as I get older my memory used to be really great but then i will be driving to a gig thinking I've, I haven't even gone through it and then going oh my mm. god but mainly it comes back right mainly it sort yeah. of comes out yeah. but sometimes you have to listen to it a couple of times before you you listen to it and thinking I don't remember doing yeah, that <laughs> it yeah that's it and
3: I, I mean, the last time I actually did it that I thought was was going to be the last time was at the Women in Comedy Festival which is in Manchester and that was, I think, was it October? October that month. So, yeah. Actually, So it was longer that I'd not done it for. And it, because it was the last time I was doing it, I did it drunk. Um, it was a very different show.
1: <laughs> very
3: different. I mean, I found it a lot funnier. I don't think the audience <laughs> were that enamoured with it. So that was the last time I thought I was going to do it. And then I'd sort of, because when I, I've done a show, I don't know, I sort of, when I'm done with it, I'm done with it, and I don't ever, I think, Well, I've had what I want from it, I don't want yeah. it. I want to think about something else now, but then when I got asked to do it, I was like, oh, right.
0: I think it's, yeah. you know, for me, and, and it's really through Go Faster Strike, for me, I wasn't getting, and none of my shows were getting recorded, you'd do them and they'd go, mm-hmm. and you think, oh good, I'm glad it's gone, yep. but then, Certainly, as time passes by, you kind of go, "Oh God, I'm so glad we actually ended up doing those." Yeah. Uh, those the certainly the early shows I did would be completely lost, and I wouldn't remember any of it mm-hmm. at all. And it's so nice just to have them existing. So I think you will be very glad you've done it. They do a fantastic job as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. So the show's about your family, is it? Is that it's about not having strong?
3: Yeah. Oh, it's fee- about it's about having all the women in my family are legends, right? And they make me feel like a failure. Um, So it's about having really strong female role models and feeling like you can't really live up to their standards and the things that they've done. And then also about how I'm obsessed with male rock stars as well. (laughs) Um, And how I find that I think they're the only people in society really who can be themselves and nobody asks any questions. And bad behaviour is accepted from them. Um, Not that I behave badly uh, all the time. And it... I think and it was about as well sort of the pressures on women and stuff and sort of the perceptions like sort of because I think there's a lot of pressure still, obviously there are a lot of pressure still on women to be a certain way and sort of the way women are portrayed um, on television and particularly in adverts because like for, I do a whole bit about women in Maltese adverts
1: <laughs>
3: can't stand them um, the women in Diet Coke adverts wouldn't hang around with the Maltese advert women. That's how bad they are. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's a whole load of stuff about that, and, and how there's no real variety in sort of, women on television. Really, I don't think, or in advertising. I think there's no real. There's still a lack of authenticity. So yeah, it's a great laugh. <laughs> 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 really sold that dinner. <laughs> and there's some dick jokes in there we can all enjoy that good I'm bored myself then
0: it's very it's so difficult to talk about your own stuff yeah I should have made it's... you talk about each other's stuff that would have been the way we've not it, but... seen
2: it we've, been we've not... Bit... not yeah we haven't seen each other's show that's bad isn't it we, I yeah should, pretty I bad. should
0: to ask you about what you imagine the other show will be oh, like yeah. Next
2: oh time. yeah that be fucking chick shit women <laughs> something like <that. laughs> yeah,
0: but then, you know, all those things you're saying, I think, again, but it's the interesting that you're going back to creating your own stuff and, you know, then yeah. you're in charge, of the, 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 having that autonomy, which is both through stand-up and podcasts. And so, you know, that those gatekeepers for TV and radio are there for a lot of people. It's very difficult to get through through those gates mm-hmm. for lots of people. And I think it's interesting what you say. I know that Janie Godley, who we've had on, talks a lot about, the, you know, there's no working-class Scottish voices, you know, and in, 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 in female voices in... In TV in the same way you see it, and I think there is that kind of and she 's a brilliant comedian and doesn 't get the the work she deserves to get, I think and also has been going for a long time mm-hmm. so i mean it 's also true of uh, many male comedians I have to say as well <laughs> yeah. but but you know that is it 's interesting you just can now can take that me- metal mm-hmm. and, and get on with it yourself. Yep. Um, but yeah, you would you're into Oasis, I know, and you met oh. Noel, you met Noel Gallagher did you? Recently?
3: Oh, yes, finally someone else has asked me. Yeah, I met I met Noel Gallagher.
0: No. No, it's not possible.
3: It it was possible and it happened. Oh, it was amazing. He's um, small enough to model sofas as well, isn't he? He's tiny. Yeah, he's absolutely tiny. He's only about I'd say about 5 foot
0: 9. Yeah, tiny. Yeah. <laughs> uh
3: yes, I met I was it was I mean, what a day that was for me because I saw you after it, didn't you? And uh, I wasn't very coherent.
2: You were swaggering around the place in the park. <laughs> <what you're>
3: <laughs> that is exactly what I was doing. Uh, but it was lovely. You'll be pleased to know.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, edge of their
3: seats, yeah, mate. Don't yeah. give shit, does it? <laughs> don't a,
0: gives a shit
2: what a fucking millionaire behaves like. <laughs>
0: Um, and I quite like You were talking about you. You obviously write and direct uh, sketch group, the Geens uh, Family Gift Shop. We were talking about earlier. Yeah, but you don't want to perform in it, and you've made a kind of conscious decision not to perform. Is that yeah. right?
2: Yeah, because uh, I uh, <clears throat> I've never really wanted to do. Di- so the reason why I do stand up and comedy is because. I, uh, when I was growing up, I saw The League of Gentlemen, and I was like, oh, holy shit, it just felt like someone had made something for me, and uh, I was so excited by it, and then I sort of, like, forensically studied what they did, uh, and I was like, okay, they're met in university, so I should go to university, because that's where I'll meet people to work with, and I, um, so I sort of found, I knew I wanted to do comedy, but not really what, and then as soon as I started doing comedy... And uh, there was yeah, and, and we sort of half put this sketch group together. I just knew it was never.
0: Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten
2: by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite. Of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at Mintmobile.com slash switch.
3: Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than forty gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at Mintmobile.com.
1: Here's a cool fact.
2: to perform because i also like i was doing stand-up by that point and i all all the performance needs i felt like i had i was were being fulfilled so this is something i thought i could you know it it'd be a different sort of gross phrase coming up creative challenge <laughs> <laughs> um and i i that i just wanted to really get stuck into with them to be a sort of a, a puppet master that you that you don't see um i guess the E. dyson bit but um Yeah, it's never been. I'm really, really bad at acting as well. And uh, unlike a lot of stand-ups, I don't kid myself that I'm good at it. So, like, I the only time I act in something is when they say you can't write this unless you have to act in it. So I did something today where I'd written a thing, and they were like, "We, you you have to be in it." And I did like a, a Halloween thing for Sky, like a little short, and they were like, "You have to be in it." And then I tried to write myself as a corpse that a conversation happens <laughs> over, but they wouldn't let me do that. <laughs> so the only time I ever in something is when they it, they force me and I want to do the job, the writing job enough. But I, I, lo- I love it. I love like, it's such a different feeling from stand-up, which I also absolutely daughter but like you are in a gang and you kind of look after each other and, yeah. and we're like we've been through through we had a, we've had a lineup change and we've had a spice a few years with with everything that's been going on uh we've threatened to be sued a few times <laughs> uh, just the three um so we like it's been difficult but it is like this kind of family kind of we do yeah sort of look after each other and it's it's nice because it feels like you share your victories because, I mean, you 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 guys know this, that sometimes you have an absolutely blinded gig mm. and then you've got to go and get on a fucking rail replacement bus yes. <laughs> from Preston home and you're like, but Noel Gallagher doesn't do yes. this. <laughs> and it just feels so, it can feel very lonely sometimes. Um, but the lovely thing about Sketch Group is like, when you die on your ass, you're doing it as a gang. Like, I feel, if I'm watching them struggle at a gig, which doesn't happen often, like, I'm, I am there with them. Yeah. Um, uh, but like obviously when they rip it as well I like get that elation like I've just had a a great gig yeah I find it really satisfying
0: Cool. And, and, and what's the uh, the musical? You're doing musical nights.
2: Oh, yeah, you should come and do it. Yeah, yeah. you are do you're, you're, well, doing asked, it. You've yeah, asked yeah. me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that I love, because uh, basically I love musical theatre, but I'm dog shit at it. Um, but I was like, why don't I make a show where I get to sing anyway? Because <laughs> um, I found that loads of comedians, they love musicals, or have yeah. at least one that they like. I think most people, even if you don't like musicals, have one that you like. So we do this show, like a live band, where comedians... <laughs> who are like me, they've never been like good you can't do it if you can sing well because that's not <laughs> the point. Like no one wants to see, like Rachel Paris is an amazing singer who does it in her act, so there's no kind of joy in seeing her come on and smash her song. You've got to pick people you think are shit, so thanks for doing it in June. <laughs> um, So it has to be people who are like willing to put themselves out there and go this is a thing that I don't normally do yeah. and like the vulnerability is gorgeous because you're used to watching comedians be so ass- self-assured and do this thing that they know that they can smash and then just watching people just trying so hard at something they want to be good at. It's just delightful and they make their own costumes <laughs> and it's just so so lovely. It's it's the it's like the most joyous night. It just feels like a school play. Uh, it's got real Pride of Britain awards to it. Like, it's really, like, <laughs> love them. Like, you can't ever feel very uplifted by it. Yeah. Um, and it's so nice to see these, you know, big characters get scared and just try really hard. And then the audience, like, sing along and cheer. And you can see them, like, growing in confidence. It's yeah. so lovely. It's a really fun night.
0: Did I see, was it Brett Goldstein doing the Christmas Muppet? Miss Muppet Christmas he did the Carol. whole Muppet did Christmas whole. Carol in <laughs> yeah. six
2: minutes Wow, uh, and that's costume changes as well Because <laughs> he, he's, so he's not bothered about musicals but he's obsessed with the Muppet, Muppet Christmas yeah. Carol and so we put her on a Christmas show just so he could do it <laughs> <laughs> and yeah he had like chains and everything for the Marlies and then like tug and powder on his head it was so good
0: I was watching a Muppet Christmas Carol we broke off to watch Brett Goldstein because uh-huh. we watch it every My my wife watches I love that film anyway it's great. I think it's an amazing film but my wife's family watch it every year we were watching it I saw that come up and I said we've got to watch this so <laughs> we were able to compare him to the real and how did the he real it was impossible to tell the difference between him and Kirby <laughs> <laughs>
2: absolutely,
0: <laughs> absolutely impossible um,
2: he won uh, he won because the thing is that, that every, we have like about I think usually about five acts and then at the end uh, we make the audience cheer for their favourite and the favourite wins some money for their chosen charity, and mm-hmm. then they encore with their dream song, and then he was singing something from Jesus Christ Superstar, which wasn't as much of a bang, I'll be honest. And mm-hmm. um, so we took a shirt off, and that did it for all of us. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: If you win, okay. <laughs> bring out the big guns. And that's not a tit thing.
0: <laughs> and so They're lovely all, guns. Mine's all down here. Mine's okay. all down here. <laughs> I look quite good up, up this. It's all there, it's all just gone down there. <laughs> I've never, never become content. That's, that's David Threw's philosophy. That's why he's a thin man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Look, Mackenzie Crook was disappointed I didn't ask this question to him. And I should ask you because there's a sort of... It's nearly a serial killer question, isn't it? Uh, if you... And I will ask you separately, but you mm-hmm. can be in it together if you want. <laughs> there's a little clue as to where we're going. Uh, if you had to be in a human centipede with two oh. other people, uh, you're in the middle... I'm assuming you know what the human centipede is.
2: I know who... Right, yeah, I, know yeah. Who, I can know you're
0: straight So away. who would be in front and who would be behind?
3: Uh, I would have Noel Gallagher in front of me yeah. <laughs> and Liam Gallagher behind me. <laughs> <laughs> You'd shit in his mouth. I thought, I thought you... I would have picked it the other way around.
0: <laughs>
3: no that's the right way
2: (laughs) oh I was good my my instant reaction was something really weird
0: okay let's have that
2: (laughs) but I was going to be like well I love my mum and dad but that's so (laughs) fucking weird isn't it (laughs) I'm Welsh as well so I'm doing fuck all to with the stereotype yeah I think I have my dad's shit in my mouth (laughs) oh please don't watch this on YouTube dad (laughs) Um, who would I have who would I like to have shit in my mouth that's the question you're asking isn't it yeah.
0: Well, or you know, who would you least not like? You know, so who would you least hate? Is what I'm trying to say. Who yeah. do I think's got, you got nice
2: soft? tasting shit? It would probably be um, probably M- someone. Mary like- Berry. No, she's. Oh, I I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: <laughs>
2: no. Yes. Uh, uh It's the old one. Is that? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, the, the national treasure, Mary
0: Berry. Well, yes. don't treasure her because her shit tastes really bad. Apparently. <laughs> yeah,
3: that was, <laughs> that's, 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 that that's was what
0: the... that's what everyone <laughs> says about her. I have all the TV personalities. Her shit tastes really. Someone's gone around and tasted all the shit of all the the TV personalities. I think in when when
2: Aldro's shit would taste nice. Yeah, I think, think she would believe some mad stuff, but she she you know she seems to like. She, I think she survives on like. Thoughts and leaves, yeah. and it, I feel like I could eat those. Yeah. So I'd have Gwyneth Pantro shit in my <laughs> mouth, and then whose mouth would I like to shit in? Um,
0: <laughs> no one's ever been quite as gleeful about this question. Ha!
3: Yeah. <laughs> huh. um, I, I knew what you were thinking then, and you you can't say that. No, can you?
2: <laughs> no, I can't. There's two, and I can't say either of them. Um, <laughs> Uh, hers because she knows too many secrets
1: okay
2: <sighs> shit in your mouth mate so you can't spill any of my secrets I don't want to do I the podcast um, anymore
0: <laughs> I feel the human centipede shows a paucity of ambition is what I've been thinking I, why is there only three I, if, I, if I did it I'd, do, I'd try and get as many on as possible and then so they in the end it, the last one just fit, went where well, the first one
2: Oh, so it's a, so a, like a so circle a, a, a ring yeah yeah That's...
0: is that possible
2: I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is.
0: And you just have to really feed up the first one. As you're going round, you keep feeding, 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 so there's a good supply of poo to go through yeah. all of them. Sure. And then just... <laughs> and then you connect the circle up. <laughs> you know, it's, it takes something to beat the human centipede for tastelessness, but I think I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I <laughs> the feel human like ringworm <laughs> or something should be called.
2: <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah. I'd watch that.
0: It'd be good. Um, I'll, I'll ask you. So I'll ask you a random emergency question from the emergency question app, which is uh, downloadable for free on Android and uh, Apple. But watch out! There's another one called emergency questions. They're trying to steal from us, but they're no good. Mm-hmm. Look out for the little orange hat. Uh, have you ever been brainwashed?
3: You work in a Catholic school, so yeah. yeah. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I have. Then 100. percent
0: Yeah. Did you were, you? were you religious as a child? No. Uh,
3: I, it was just the. School closely, my grandmother was sort of religious, but not in a mental way um she's just like the festivals, and um I think we all do, yeah, and then sort of I went to Catholic school all the way through some very strange incidents that happened uh which i don't know I, I suppose I can tell them can't I
2: Tell them about that school trip they took you on the other day, not so, the other day a while ago so,
3: yeah I'm, I'm I'm older than I look uh I the right so I ended up going on a I was probably about 14 and all the girls from my my year were were rounded up and put on coaches to go on a trip that nobody knew about and it was a lovely afternoon which we spent uh, with some nuns watching videos of abortions how rough yeah. is that <laughs> yep i went home to my mum and i said i've just been to this thing and I don't think it was right. She went mad and complained to the school, which did no good because it was Catholic school, <laughs> and they do what the fuck they want, don't they? Really? So yeah, I've 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 had attempted brainwashing. It never yeah. worked. That never sounds worked.
0: like the origin story of a serial killer. Doesn't yeah, it does, it does it actually, it? actually. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that was when suddenly, <laughs> <Something laughs> yeah. I don't ever, I don't think I've ever been brainwashed. Except like in the usual way, but the bloody patriarchy. But like, no, I don't think anything specific. Although I'm rich, so I'm kind of like you know, be your own person. Don't buy into all that bullshit. But I used to uh, obsessively read when I first went to university, like you know, like Closer magazine and like all those horrible magazines mm-hmm. that like ah, I was sexually excited by pizza cheese, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I used to love all that, but um. I felt sad all the time and I didn't know why. Mm. <laughs> and then I got so skint I couldn't afford them and then I was like my self-esteem is going through the roof. <laughs> and I even now as with everything I know was like, you know, like I like to consider myself an empowered woman. Like if I read one of those in a waiting room for 5 yep. seconds, I want
3: to go and make myself sick in the toilets I, and feel I, sad. I had exactly the same thing that I used to read pretty much every women's magazine. In fact, there's a bit in my show, Her Majesty, about this. <laughs> it's coming <laughs> out and go fast. It's right. thank you very much. <laughs> um, and I stopped reading them, and I had exactly the same experience that I felt so much better. Yeah. So much better. They're poison, they're yeah. horrible. So yeah, that's the closest I've come. Okay.
0: What is the most mundane encounter you've had with a celebrity? I want to give you mine that I've wrote in the... <laughs> aunt- oh, God, it's gone. Damn, I can remember what it was, though. Um, is uh, I met... The bloke who used to be on Hollyoaks and then was on Casualty, who I think is married in real life to Topsy and Tim's mum in Topsy and Tim. (laughs) Think I'm right. I met him uh, in a newsagents in Ballam and uh, (laughs) he thought he knew me, but he didn't know me. He just recognised me off the telly. (laughs) That was my most mundane. And then he went, oh, no, I've done that thing.
1: Oh, <laughs>
2: What's yeah. your
0: most mundane encounter with it? It's got to be mundane.
2: Yeah, because you just made mine sound quite showbiz. Okay, <laughs> so I might have to think on mine
3: because yeah, you've made mine sound exciting. Um, I, I I once met um, Alex James from Blur at in an event for the Manchester Food Festival. Oh, was he um, hawking his bullshit shoes? Yeah, a <laughs> few yeah. very very nineties band. That A isn't few it? years ago, this was. And I I used to like Blur as well as well as Oasis. And I was like, oh, it's, it's Alex James from Blur. My friend said, oh, I'll, we'll go over and I'll, I'll we'll start a conversation. Wish I hadn't. Uh, <laughs> tedious. Uh, I was like, oh, someone else has met him. Someone just went, yeah. yeah. I, I, was, I was like, oh, I'm a big fan of Blur, and you know, blah. yeah. Okay, and then he was like talking about his, the cheese. That's cheese, uh, it? It? and where he, he now lives. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm just going to go and get a drink." Bye, <laughs> and then just left.
0: He was. Nah. He was. So he was going. Boring. I don't want to talk about blur because that's boring. But let's talk about cheese. Yeah. I like now that's my current job.
3: Oh, yeah, God. he looked really sad as well. Like, oh. I don't know because he, he was once in blur milk. and
0: now he's making yeah, cheese for a
2: living. Yeah. David Arban's writing a fucking opera. Of course, he's sad. <laughs> I, I think I've got one. Okay. At the Leeds Festival uh, in whatever year it was, I met the cast of my parents' aliens. Oh yes. And it was the shit mum. <laughs> because there was a good mum, and they swapped her for a shit mum, <laughs> didn't they? Do you remember that? There was a good the good mum. There was a good mum who she was on. Alan do um, what this program, should, program is. What? My parents are aliens. No. That is enough to tell you what the elevator pitch is. Does anyone know what? Does anyone not
3: know what it is? Actually, now I
2: look back, it's a huge dereliction of care. So uh, three children get taken out of the care system and put with people with, I'd say, borderline personality disorder (laughs) who are aliens and and then they just sort of parent them very badly and that's the shtick.
3: Do you have (laughs) to smoke weed to watch this?
2: No, no. It's for children. So, yeah. So it's... (laughs) Yeah, it was when we were growing up. Maybe you, you're a little bit older than me, so you yeah, might just miss it. I was probably too old to be watching it. I did have many friends. Um, so, yeah, I met... The, my parents were aliens, but I met the crap mum. one I was going to say, but I think it might be too showbiz, is yeah. I was on a plane um, from Glasgow to Iceland. Whoa, sounds exciting. <laughs> and I saw... Um, uh, uh, no? Oh, I thought I was quite good. Um, and I saw Bez from the Happy Mondays. Oh, yeah. And I went up to him. and went, I went, excuse me, are you Bez? And he went, um... Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's too good. That's too good. I've uh, run uh, a half marathon and a marathon with the father from my parents are aliens. So oh, they...
2: oh I'm s- tell him I'm sorry. He had one shit wife.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I think I went on a date with the the shit. What you consider
1: really, <laughs> really. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but we realised we were better off as friends because in the back of my mind I knew that you wouldn't think she was as good <laughs> yeah, as the three yeah. kids. Also
2: you've got those three kids to deal with out <laughs> of the care system, you don't want to fuck around with that.
0: Um very lovely Hello Carla, how are you doing? I'm sorry that I'm sorry this lady was so rude about you. <laughs> and also sorry it didn't work out as uh a romantic partnership um, we're best we're better friends would you rather have a clitoris in the crook between your thumb and finger or have a bionic nose I mean that's no there's no What's, question is there
3: what does bionic a bionic mean?
0: nose means you, you can smell things from a long really fast from a long way away
3: oh bionic clit hand. Yeah. no I'll go for the nose I'll set the beak mate I'll have that. really. Yeah. you've already
0: got a clitoris haven't you you're not
3: thinking. yeah but not there so, wait, the whole i have been like this we're <laughs> we chatting there yeah there yeah. I've got well
2: I wouldn't have it there, playing I'm, snooker I've got um, been brilliant <laughs> <laughs> your podcast
3: would be a lot more interesting <laughs> <laughs> rarely makes a trick shot these days <laughs> I've, I've got a, a genuine um, sort of what's the word F- slight phobia about that part of the hand have you yeah I've, it's very can you see there's a you, vein what you're afraid there. of it you see it throbbing no. you not see it? Look, Where? I mean that terrible, look, terrible to it? be
0: afraid of your a part no, your of your own hand body? No, your hand's
3: shaking. Oh, that. That. Look. There, that's the one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've that's... got a vein there that, that throbs and it, it's just... Well,
2: that's, I mean, that's a few nerve endings away from it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's we it. Just...
0: can just... rebuild you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't want a bionic nose. I think, you, you know, when you... I, I mean, look, uh, you're very lucky that you live here. It's great. Blah, 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 but, like, London fucking stinks. And, like, I don't want to smell more of it. I don't want to smell more of nearly anything. Imagine you'd know, imagine all the lushes you could smell at one point. And oh. It, constant nosebleeds from the stress <laughs> of it and all the fucking bath bombs. No way. I'm a vegan as well. I decimate every toilet I go to. I don't want a fucking bionic <laughs> nose. <laughs> No way.
0: It's not, it's not a good question, but hey, what great answers, so we're all right, we're off. We're off. Um, do you, well, let's do, I'll talk, we'll go back to the podcast. Um, have any of the killers that you've spoken about on the podcast listened to the podcast? Because some of them are still alive, are living.
2: Yeah, we think that there's a couple who would have sorted it out. Yeah, but would they, would they be allowed to? they let them do
3: anything in prison now, Rachel. It's like a bloody holiday camp. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I um, don't don't think that they would be allowed to to listen to stuff like that. I do. No. Definitely. No. They've got PlayStations. Yeah, but I bet the games I bet they're not playing bloody Grand Theft Auto and picking up <laughs> sex sexual. Gonna... Well, they're not fucking playing Tetris, are they? You don't need a <laughs> PlayStation for that. They'll be playing, I don't know, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Ah, simpler and, times. And Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that's what they'll that's, be playing. Yeah, absolutely. Playing. Sonic. Um, yes. I think I think some maybe I'm not sure. It's a bit weird. It's a weird question. It gives me the
2: creeps slightly. Serial killers, yeah, most yeah. of them are the kind of people who, again, comedians, Google themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if they would have access to that, but I think they would certainly have an interest and if not, there'll be people who are writing to them who will say so-and-so spoke to you, because they will search everything to do with them. I think they'll be aware, some of them will be aware of our work. (laughs) (laughs) Work. Um, Yeah, but I don't know if they, if they're allowed to listen, I I think that some of them definitely would. Because I, I, for a while, I um, went on a couple of like serial killer Facebook groups to, Mainly plug the podcast, and it—I mean, it's a—it's a spicy old world that, like, the stuff that was yeah. going on there I was like no, not for—not for me. Well,
0: you—you you, you joke about um, the podcast stopping you writing to people in prison, but there, there is this phenomenon of of. I think it's mainly women, isn't it, who write into serial killers,
3: it's, and some
0: occasionally married. I mean, occasionally married like criminals. Yeah. At least I don't know if the serial killers have successfully. It's,
3: it's very. And we would nev- and we we said that as a joke. Obviously, we ne- were we were not interested in anything like that. There's sort of this whole other side to this, of people having an interest in serial killers and like watching a documentary and you know doing a podcast about them, uh, to people who. Where there's like murderabilia, people wear T-shirts with serial killers on. Um, I once, and I remember telling you this. Years ago, I used to work in a rare books library in Manchester. I know, with my accent. <laughs> and uh, a woman walked in, and she had a tote bag. With Myra Hindley on it. Oh, Play the room, love. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that whole other side that we find really bizarre. Yeah. And like we never want anything to do with. Yeah. It's, and I think, yeah, that's the bit that I find very strange. I find it really strange. The only reason, I'm very hardline, actually. I don't think, if you're, if you're in prison as a serial killer, I don't think you should be allowed... Communication from people who are writing to you as fans, as such, I just don't see how that is a thing that happens.
2: I, I think it's. I mean, each to their own. I wouldn't do it, but I don't think you should. I think the art of letter writing is dying. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, no, I can like. I, I don't think that people should be stopped from because uh, I believe in rehabilitation. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, I do absolutely. But... So I think they should be allowed to. You know, but has a any Robin. serial
0: killer ever been re- well, that, rehabilitated?
2: We, we no. don't. Know. Well, there was. Oh, there's a great one. Not great. Uh, there's um, an <laughs> interesting one. Jack Jack Unterberger. Yes, who's like this? Who's was it? German. Um, so he was a serial killer who was incarcerated, and then he they were there was like he was very smart and eloquent, and so there was this huge sort of like intellectual movement to release him from prison because I think he started writing in there. And people mm. were like. Listen this is a people can be rehabilitated so he got let out became sort of a celebrity was in high society
3: was writing these books used to be and on then, all sort of art shows and talk shows yeah. and, and things like that Yeah it
2: would be yeah sort of those round table things of, of you know smart people and then these murders started happening <laughs> and uh, using a very similar mode to what he used to do and then the police would come to him for advice <laughs> on how to catch the guy and he's like, I guess you just have to have your eyes open. Yeah, mm-hmm. he started murdering again, and right. then was uh, has been put away now. So, I, I, yeah, I, obviously, I do believe in I believe in the idea of rehabilitation. I think I'm yet to see it, and I think mm-hmm. some serial killers as well have said, "Oh, I shouldn't be allowed out. I'm yeah. I'm safest here." I wouldn't. They they're really on this Facebook group. They're really into writing to them. Yeah. So they were like, Oh my god, I got a letter back from Dennis Nielsen, which is actually quite a big deal because he is quite a private man. But <laughs> they uh, <laughs> like the royals. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that they, they were really sort of like, yeah. What should I say? What should I ask? And people were like, He'll go cold on you if you ask about the crime, so you should talk about the Labour Party, and <laughs> you should talk about these things. And yeah, they were really sort of into it, and that you could tell there was kind of like a frisson of like that was. Like so, it was how you would talk about. Oh my god, that boy texted me back, mm. and that I was like, it was. I felt really uncomfortable about yeah, it yeah. because I think there is a sexual element there that you know s- someone more educated than me could explain away. But it is it is a weird mm. thing. I
3: think we've been lucky that I say the majority of people that do listen to our podcast are. Not that side of the people that have an interest in serial killers. Well, you're
0: probably too. I mean, you're, you're sort of you're too flippant, probably, and you, you're not. I mean, you're taking it seriously, but you're not taking it seriously. Yeah, and, we do, and so I think I think they. The, I would imagine those people would be annoyed by you, for, yeah, yeah, for daring not to, you know, for not taking their heroes exactly because
2: mm. we think that they're pieces of shit. Yeah. yeah, like that. That whereas I think I guess the people writing to them don't think that. I think sometimes they were there's a guy who's, who. I need another word than serially, um, who uh, regularly writes to serial killers and poses as different people mm. to try and sort of like goes right, and he learns about a serial killer and goes, I think that they'll respond to a lonely woman in her 40s right. Who's a, and will write to them to try and get them to chat and it's to put himself at the centre of the case it's another way of a of putting himself in, mm-hmm. in the public eye in like some weird reflected glory that I yeah. think is equally fucking bizarre
0: mm-hmm. yeah well I suppose like there's an element where people you know you want all of this industry comes from people wanting to understand what drives someone to do that yeah um, and I but also there's a, there, I mean there's a frisson even if it's not a sexual thing there's a frisson of fear or you know it's it Are is mm-hmm. it's an interesting whatever level you're entering into it on is still a little odd but i kind of i get it and i think as as comedians i think as well you know it's it's talking about subjects that you're not meant. It's the kind of subjects that comedians will talk about in backstage rooms. Mm, yeah, and if you get a group of doctors together, they would tell terrible stories in the back room of the being the hospital. You know, but as comedians, you know you can push it. And I think in a way, your podcast does that. You know, you know, there's. I mean, even that we talk about that plane, the suicide plane thing. Most comedians yeah, yeah. would have a joke about that, but wouldn't,
1: yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't, about be, wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't
0: be able to do that joke anywhere, you know, or, or even a, an observation about it because it's not really you're not really joking about it. But it's you know that's that's that that's the bit I think that connects comedy as well to it. You know, it's that fascination with um, with the kind of the macabre and the and, mm-hmm. and the not not being able to comprehend it. You try you read these books in the hope that you'll somehow understand, but we're never. If you're not a psychopath, you're never going to understand what mm. being well, psychopath is. The is.
2: thing, our, like our listeners, tend to be women and yep. gays because we're the ones that get murdered. So <laughs> I think we're the ones that are interested in, like, tend to be really interested in true crime. And like, I was speaking to someone about it the other day who's a. I think that they're they're an academic that studies this kind of thing. They're like, yeah, women tend to be more into true crime or obsessed yeah. with true women, crime.
3: Uh, women are the biggest buyers of true crime books um and magazines and things like that
2: yeah yeah and it's because we're usually like it's, it's sort of like a survival guide that's yeah. how this academic was describing it to me it was like well that's your thing like guys are like well i'd fight the guy and be like no i would just i'd maybe hit him with my shoe and then i'd get murdered like you know like <laughs> so finding out how and why these people work is sort of yeah. a mm-hmm. self-preservation thing sure,
0: sure and do you think you you know you've done 40 40 odd is it more 46 or something you've done
2: yeah, about that,
0: know. Uh, podcasts, so, yeah. not murders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, what a he,
3: hundredth episode that's going to be. <laughs> are, right? you,
0: are you in danger of running out, or is it a, a never-ending... Well,
3: I, I usually tool. say to, to that, as long as there's men in the world, we'll always have serial killers. <laughs> um, but, I mean, because we, we have done so many episodes recently, we will never run out. There's always... Because we do quite a lot of historical ones as well. Yeah. Um, but we have we, we sort of... Now we're thinking, we all say, who should we do? That's what we say, don't we, for the next episode. Who should we do next time? And we sort of, we've done pretty much all the big ones. We've still
2: we? got some heavy hitters. We've the, still in got the back, a few.
3: Yeah. But, yeah, we've... we did a three part
2: on Fred and Rose and it was the most exhausting three weeks of my fucking life over Christmas as well it was yeah that was it's just the way it felt in fact we released one on Christmas day (laughs) yeah and people would rather listen to that than fucking listen to their family for (laughs) any longer (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I guess we have a lot of the big ones that, Mm. like the Bundys the ones that people have heard of we've we've done there's still a few yeah um, but i get about every day i know when a new circle has been found because my twitter and instagram and emails yeah. go fucking mental <laughs> I, when ian brady died <laughs> yeah. my phone wouldn't stop ringing yeah. like it was i thought my dad had been injured <laughs> but everyone was like ian brady's dead yeah I'm like,
3: good i'm happy it, but it's, it's like talking. every bit of so you got messenger pinging your whatsapp was going yeah. i was like what's going on all oh, right okay as yeah, if, you know everyone tells you, but also serial killers get found all the time. Mm-hmm. But we have to like,
2: so we try and uh like you have to be careful where you pick them as well because, um uh, like China and Russia are very quiet. They shut that shit down. Mm. If there's a serial killer, you won't find much information about them because they like to pretend that that just doesn't happen yeah. in their country.
3: I think, Whereas, yeah, I think like, the shortest episode we ever did was a Chinese serial killer. Oh, and it was me it?
2: banging on about Chinese hymens for most of it. Yeah, <laughs> it
3: was. <laughs> Do you know what those are? You don't want to know.
2: I I think it's fascinating, right? So what it is, is you can buy these, uh, uh, what are they called, like, so it's a, it's a fake hymen, and it prosthetic. says, yeah, yeah, but it's not a prosthetic. You whack it up there, and it and it is like so you can hide your shame on your wedding night. All the language around it is gross, and then you whack it up there, and, and when it get, when it gets broken, some blood comes out, and uh, and then after like twenty minutes, it just disintegrates into you. Isn't that the fucking worst? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm not sure it compares with the crimes of the oh, friend, yeah, no, the friend of Rosemary yeah, yeah, West.
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not the worst thing we've talked about during this podcast, <laughs> but it is uh, unsavoury. yes. It's unpleasant, <laughs> and it's un- a shame that people feel they have to worry about stuff. We always—I
2: just realised—we never know what to do. People always ask us for merch. I think we should get branded ones of those. <laughs> oh gosh!
0: <laughs> I would like a uh, hymen with my face on it. That's why I, yeah. the, the ladies well, so could you put can fuck up there. Yourself? I no, just so that it's like a little branded Chinese hymen my my face so no the, no the ladies are putting that up there <laughs> you'd buy you that wouldn't you
2: what yeah. you're saying is you want your face smashed in there, yeah, yeah. which is so
3: weird that's what I do want <laughs>
0: and a little bit of blood to come yeah, out yeah
3: yeah <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Oh dear!
3: God, people um, think our podcast is strange. <laughs>
2: isn't this?
0: So what? Oh, well, oh, Macken-
2: Mackenzie Crook talked about all this, though, didn't he? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've just, I've just wet myself.
2: Oh, oh no! I'm,
0: I am quite old. <laughs> it was this bottle of water. I forgot it was down my expensive chair. It don't worry, it hasn't gone on my wookie book. That's what uh, Russell Brand calls it. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> something that's. If someone else, has, someone else said that on Twitter, a couple of people, thank you for those people for giving me my second joke of 2018. <laughs> we're only two months in. This is not bad. Or three months if you're listening at home. Um, it's been really fascinating to, uh, to chat with you and, and uh, lovely to meet you both. I don't think I've properly met either of you before. No. Um, and uh, do listen to the podcast and go and catch the... Are you touring imminently? Are you touring, uh, imminently doing Edinburgh?
3: Yeah. Well, we're actually... Here on Sunday uh, three o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. I think
2: I think there's some tickets left.
3: Yep, there's there's not many. There are a few tickets left for this Sunday at three o'clock. Um, we use these chairs actually Do last you? Time. yeah. Yeah, they let's I'm have t- a go they went these are Richard Herring's chairs. Can't yeah.
0: can't allow that. Like
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> only I'm allowed to
0: only I'm allowed to spill on fluid on
2: the <laughs> um, Don't
0: want you on them with your Chinese hymen. <laughs> I said
2: when I sat on this I went this would be a terrible chair to come on in that's why I did, said you did actually because it would leave a hell that. of a mark anyway um, um, so yeah we're here on Sunday uh, yep. and then Glasgow sold out Cardiff there's still some tickets for that's in April yeah and then yeah that's oh and then we're go. Oh, I think we're going to do a couple in Edinburgh yep uh, and maybe a Christmas special here in America, mm-hmm. we think.
0: Going to crack a, America. Ooh,
2: ooh, well, this is, is the that? thing. It's, like, it's lush. It's, it's so lovely, and we love everyone who listens. But like America's like, these two British girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't think American women speak the way that we do, um, uh, not on anything that isn't like premium pay channel. So I think they're fascinated with the idea yeah. of what we are. Um, so yeah America was where most people started listening to us first yeah.
1: so
2: yeah I think we're going to go and do some dates there it's going to be so wow. exciting isn't know, it it's going to be great so exciting yeah.
0: oh, it's so brilliant it's such a brilliant uh, you know th- that you've created this out of you know and done it all yourselves and it's, uh, mm. and, it's and it's so successful <laughs> so uh, give a massive round of applause <laughs> to I guess Kiri and Rachel and hey, gentlemen Thank you. They do returning. That's the square of podcast. With me, returning, I'm my guest, Rachel Fairburn and Kiri Pritchard-McClain. Um, look, uh, the music is by bypass. The other stuff that I need to remember is to thank everyone at the square theater. Thank everyone. to go fast. The strike. Chris Evans, not that one. Thank you to everyone. At the British comedy guy, Ian tunes, you and Chu, all those guys. Thanks to you for listening. You're the most important without you it's hardly a show and thanks to my producer Ben Walker that's his name and thank you also to me Terry for coming up with this idea all on my own and then doing it it's a Sky Potato Go Fuzz the Strike and Fuzz Production on and goodbye